Hello and welcome to the Bizarre and Fascinating Details Podcast. I am Sarah and I am here today recording with Katrina. How's it going, Katrina? It's pretty good. How's it going with you? Excellent. We are a strange and slightly funny sister duo that enjoys talking about strange stuff, crazy cases, and things that make you say, hmm. That was so fascinating. In other words, if it's weird, wild, bizarre, and provocative, we're going to talk about it on this podcast. We have a special episode today in honor of the upcoming Easter holiday. So we're going to talk about some fun kind of strange traditions, um, background, all kinds of stuff that has to do with Easter. I am going to go ahead and turn it over to Katrina and have her talk about hers first because she has, I believe, the top 10 bizarre Easter traditions from around the world. Is that correct? Yes. Cannot wait to share. Lay it on me. I thought it would be a good idea if we talked um, about what our family does for Easter before we go into it. And when you say family as in you and your husband and kids or the way we used to do it when we were little? When The way we used to do it when we were little. Okay. Talk about it. Tell it. Spill it. (laughs) Well, do you remember what we used to do? From the best of my recollection, I can remember that when we were younger, before, you know, some of us got into high school, mom would make us each a little Easter outfit or buy us an Easter outfit. And the girls had dresses. Usually she tried to match them in some way. And the boys would have sort of Hawaiian shirts that were sort of Easter in theme. And then mom would get us all Easter baskets and we would do an Easter egg hunt out in the yard. And then we would do um, an Easter dinner with usually ham and some kind of potato dish. Is that kind of what you are remembering as well? Yes. I forgot about the, um, the Hawaiian shirts for the boys though. I don't think she did that every year. I think she tried to, but it's just when you're a mom of five kids and there were five of us growing up together, it can be a challenge to try to coordinate and, and mom sewed a lot of stuff for us, but there were years where she just was overwhelmed with work and caring for us and cooking and cleaning. So it just, it didn't happen every year. But when we were younger, she really made a concerted effort to have that as part of our Easter tradition. And I do have pictures and remember some of the Easter outfits that she made for us. Yeah, I do. I remember that now too. It took me a second until you started talking about it to remember it, but yeah, we do something kind of similar um, with our kids. We just do um, you know, we dress them up, get Easter outfits and take pictures and do an Easter egg hunt. And I put out baskets for them the night before. So two things, what do you, what do you put in the baskets? Uh, it depends on the kid. Um, just whatever I'll put like a little bit of candy in there, but then I'll also put like, you know, something fun, like a little activity, like a, sometimes a coloring book, uh, whatever's age appropriate. Yes. Um, it's nice that you're kind of breaking away from just the straight candy. Cause that I think was more of a tradition when we were kids and granted, um, our mother did not let us eat a lot of sugar. So on the holidays is when we really got to take advantage of the candy. Cause we weren't, candy wasn't a normal part of our diets. Um, and neither was sugar really for that matter for a, quite a long time when we were growing up. So when we have the special occasions like Valentine's Day or Easter or Christmas, my mom kind of tried to make it special for us and get us some sort of unique and yummy things that we liked and and wanted. 
Um, I do remember Easter's with the little baskets, and if she couldn't find baskets, she would do something similar. But I really did enjoy those eggs, you know, the colored eggs with the kind of marshmallowy center. So like a harder yep. outer shell and the kind of gooey sort of marshmallowy center. Yep. I still I like those. Called, but I get those for my kids too. But the thing is now they don't sell them in a package all on their own. They're separately and individually wrapped here. I don't know if it's the same where you're at. Yeah. No. I don't they like, have, like that. Little package. It's so annoying to eat them because you have to like <laughs> unwrap every single one of them instead of mowing down on a whole pack at once. Well, when you want to want to uh, pick out on a huge bag of them, that's very inconvenient. That is true. <laughs> and I don't buy them unless I plan on picking out on the entire bag. Just FYI. <laughs> to all the well. listeners out there <laughs> who don't want to be judged because they eat an entire bag of Easter candy, I am right there with you. Um, question right. number two. I guess there's three questions, but question number two, peeps, yes or no? I have. I don't do. I don't consistently do it every single year. It just depends. Uh, Maya likes the peeps. They're cute, but they're. I, mm, I. I don't. I personally don't care for them. Okay, so for those of you who have been living under a rock and don't know what peeps are, they're those marshmallow candies with kind of a sugary dipping on the outside of them. They're usually pink or yellow, but now they have them in all sorts of colors. They come in packages of 8 to 10, and they're just like a marshmallowy treat for Easter, and people either love them or hate them. There is no in-between on that. Um, I see a lot of discourse around this time of the year from folks online on social media saying, you know, how what's the best way to eat a peep? Throw it in the garden. Right. <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy peeps on occasion. I don't hate them. I don't think they're disgusting. It's just I really have to be in a mood to eat them because they're very sugary. But I do also enjoy jelly beans and the little kind of marshmallowy chicks and bunnies that are usually in pastel colors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then I do like candy corn, which, you know, they'd have the, the, the pink and pastel candy corn for Easter. So those are some of the really yummy things. And of course, I do enjoy hard-boiled eggs a lot. I did not yeah. care for them when I was growing up. I did not like hard-boiled eggs. The fun was in coloring the eggs, making the designs on the eggs. And I do remember doing that as part of our tradition as a child as well, coloring the Easter eggs and mm -hmm. making designs on them and stickers and making all kinds of cool colors and things like that. And then once I was done with that and with hiding them for the Easter egg hunt, because I, I think, stopped participating in the Easter egg hunt when I was relatively young because I much more enjoyed – going out and hiding them and watching the kids find the eggs at that point. It's, it's, um, I do enjoy hard boiled eggs a lot now. So I do too. They're good. It's weird. Cause I hated them and thought they were so gross until about a year ago when I was on a flight somewhere, I think it was to Florida and I was getting a meal and I got a protein box and there was a hard boiled egg in it and it was cut in half and it was served with beet vegetables and some cheese and some other things. And I remember thinking to myself, I am so hungry. I can't wait for the stewardess to come back so that I can order something else because I don't like hard boiled eggs. And I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and eat it because I had been drinking as well. So I was a little slightly buzzed and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And I ate it and was just like, oh my God, hard boiled eggs are amazing. <laughs> These are the best. Where have they been all my life? 
Oh, that's funny. They have to be done right because if you overcook them or undercook them, they don't taste right. So it has to be just right. You have to cook them just right. I actually like them slightly undercooked when the the center is just barely hard and just almost Mm -hmm. a little bit soft. I actually find that particularly delicious. But um, we've covered off on traditions Let's talk about some other crazy traditions around the world. Why don't you enlighten us on some of the weird things that other people do for the Easter holiday? Well, this is the top 10 bizarre Easter traditions from around the world. Um, So number 10 is the Czech Republic. This one. (laughs) So uh, in the Czech Republic, they... uh, (laughs) It's customary for men to get a special Easter whip that they then used to swap women that they fancy the most. What a shitty tradition. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, and there's more to it. In return for getting whipped by some guy, the women then give the man a decorated egg or a handful of money as thanks for getting hit by them. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is really messed up. If the men are old enough, they can also receive a shot of whiskey. While this sounds weird, it How about punching the offense. face instead? <laughs> I know. I would totally punch him in the face. Uh, it's considered offensive if you don't get whipped, since it means nobody likes you enough to do it. What the fuck? I know. Is that messed up? It's kind of like not getting any cards on Valentine's Day, only somehow less painful. Let's never go yeah. to the Czech Republic. <laughs> that sounds like well, the world's shittiest tradition. There's, there's more to it, though. And then at the day... The morning after they're whipped, the women of the Czech Republic will go out and dump ice cold water on the men that they fancy. Okay, well, that's a little bit of retribution. Just make sure it's but, super cold. <laughs> dude, like, I don't want to get whipped. I'm not going to the Czech. No, thanks. Not going. Hard pass number on that nine, one. <laughs> <laughs> number nine is, is it Cyprus? Cy- yes. Cyprus? Apparently, Easter isn't so much a holiday as it is an excuse for everyone to just beat the crap out of one another and destroy everything. The fuck? The festivities in Cyprus, for example, they also carry the tradition of painting and hiding eggs for the young children to find them. But then they followed up with a rather violent contest for their teenage children. It is long-standing tradition in Cyprus to have entire neighborhoods of young boys scour the town for scraps of wood to use in a communal bonfire. The neighborhood with the largest fire at the end of the day gets Easter bragging rights for the rest of the year. It is uncommon for the police to be called in to break up fights over wood scraps or to help put out out of control bonfires, but at least it is the name in the name of Easter. Well, slightly better than being whipped in the Czech Republic. Well, I mean, but they're saying like they fight over it, like they get kind of violent, it sounds like. Well, let them beat the shit out of each other as long as the ladies aren't involved. (laughs) No thanks. I don't want to be involved in that one. (laughs) Number eight is the Bermuda. And they take break from all the fistfights and raging infernos and bring it down to a less crazy level. Easter isn't just about candy and painted eggs. There's also a religious aspect to it all. And Bermuda is keeping this fact alive, albeit in a rather weird way. As a way to symbolize Christ rising from his grave and ascending to heaven, the people of Bermuda fly kites. Huh. But not just any kites. These are special Easter kites 
that can take weeks for the people to design and create. Once the big day is upon them, the kites are flown high and into the sky to symbolize the ascension. That's kind of cool. That's Yeah, that's not so bad. That's not really that weird, actually. Um, Florence, Italy. While Bermuda is busy perfecting its ability to make the most extravagant one-time-use only kites, the people of Florence, Italy, are hard at work making Rube Goldberg machines of explosive terror to celebrate Easter with. The hell? All good, I don't know, all good Goldberg machines, I don't know what that is, need some epic origin origin story. So obviously the one in Florence is started with a holy fire using shards of flint from Christ's supposed burial place. The holy fire is then placed on a candle, which is dragged through the city on a massive cart that stands over 30 feet tall and has been in use for well over 300 years. After it reaches its destination, the fire is then carried to the cathedral square by clerics and city officials while the cart is loaded with fireworks. Damn. Right? What the hell? They're going crazy. They're going all in on this. <laughs> ready, a fuse is placed on the high altar inside the cathedral with a fake dove tied to the end. That escalated real quick. <laughs> fireworks and like craziness it is a little bit of crazy a lot of crazy um norway it says finally we're getting to the real meaning easter murder in norway it's easter tradition to sit down with your family and read or watch murder mysteries together Sweet. so you can all try to figure out who the killer was together as a family oh that sounds like the best ever I know, right? It has become such a big thing that many large companies actually go out of their way to prepare for the Easter massacre that the country's citizens all hope for. Most major television stations in Norway actually change the schedule so that they only show murder mysteries on Easter. Wow. Publishing companies will seek out novels about murder mysteries and actually postpone the release just so they can have them ready for Easter. Milk companies even have special cartons made so people can read mini murder mysteries off their milk labels in the week leading up to Easter. Hell yeah! That sounds like a badass tradition. We need to go to Norway. <laughs> Let's just That's move. That's where we're going. That sounds perfect. Let's do it. Number five is Denmark. You know what Easter could use more of? Halloween. Just think about it. You could wake up in the morning to a basket of candy. Then you could put on a scary costume and go to door, door to door to get more candy from people you've never met. Sweet. It's a win-win situation. Sign me up. So, it's, so Easter is like Halloween. While Denmark's Easter tradition does involve having children dressing up as witches and warlocks while going door to door for candy, the kids are also expected to give the people something in return. Don't worry, though. It isn't their soul or anything like that. They're just required to give each house they visit a decorated willow branch. Okay. As as thanks for the chocolate gifts. Oh, my gosh. They would have to carry quite a few right? willow branches. They must have a big bag. The willow branches are believed to bless the owner's house, but how blessed can you really be when witches are throwing sticks at you for candy? <laughs> well, th- since you put it like that... <laughs> Maybe I don't want to be part of that tradition. I don't know about that one. Uh, Number four is Finland. Um, We've gone through fistfights, fires, murder, fistfights over fire, and women being whipped. How could Finland possibly top all of these things? Simply, they don't prefer to do a complete 180 with the most mind-numbing, boring Easter tradition possible. 
you know how we always compare something dull to watching grass grow? Well, that's exactly what their Easter tradition is. They watch grass grow to signify the start of spring. Oh my God, are you serious? We're never <laughs> in there for Easter. That's awesome. <laughs> On the days leading up to Easter, the churches in France will stop ringing their bells as a sign of reverence to the passing of Jesus. The explanation told to the children is that the bells have stopped ringing because they have actually come out of their towers to fly to Rome to see the Pope. When the bells return to France, they drop colored eggs and bundles of candy for all the children to enjoy. So suck on that Easter bunny. Good times. What? Silent Saturday. That. I kind of like that a little bit. I don't want to hear people screaming and like a bunch of kids running around doing the Easter egg hunt with all that noise. Let's just have Silent Saturday and just put that as part of everything. Everybody go take a fat freaking nap and we'll wake up and there'll be candy. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Sounds pretty perfect. We're starting a new Easter tradition. The Easter Bunny. <laughs> Wait, can we do that with the murder one, with the murder mystery one too? Like, can we combine those? Right. So everybody is silent. We take a big fat nap, and then we do a murder mystery. And then whoever solves the murder mystery first gets more gets candy. candy. <laughs> Correct. Or alternatively, <laughs> I would go for a big vat of mom's scallop potatoes. Number two is Poland. Oh my gosh! I should see this picture of this weird ass lamb um nearly every country celebrates easter with some sort of large dinner and poland is no exception of this of course they managed to crazy it up over there via the centerpiece something known only as the butter lamb <laughs> a butter lamb is a lamb made entirely out of butter Sweet. usually crafted by hand but in the last few decades lamb how do they do that they just take a bunch of butter cubes and like <laughs> melt shape a little it. bit and just shave it into a lamb it sounds keto friendly <laughs> it is keto friendly, keto friendly. <laughs> they're usually crafted by hand but in the last few decades lamb molds have come into popular use due to their ability to make a more realistic looking lamb for your table oh somebody's got to make money off of it come on well, I wish you could see this picture because this lamb is hella ugly. It's jacked up. <laughs> it looks it looks gnarly. It's a butter lamb. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> it it does not. It's not cute. Anyway, moving on. Number one is Norway too. Content with simply being murder-loving crime solvers actually have even crazier traditions than that. Outside of murder mysteries, the country doesn't have a whole lot else to do, so they just shut down everything for a week we don't mean to sh- we don't mean shut down as in kids stay home for school for a week no we mean everything shuts down you don't go to work your kids don't go to school you don't cash your checks you don't go to the grocery store to stock up on food everything is closed down for nearly an entire week of easter damn with the only i know right with the only exception being the grocery stores opening on the saturday before if you need supplies after that then you're pretty much sol Concerning all the talk about murder during the week, we could see things going badly, pretty badly, quickly for a man in need of food. Okay. That's crazy. So you... you All right. So we've got some interesting worldwide traditions um, out there. I know that for a good portion of the population in the sort of communities that we grew up in, the tradition for Easter was you go to church and celebrate the Christ 
Christ rising again from the dead or Jesus rising again from the dead. And then you go home and have a big family dinner with ham or something else, lamb or whatever related to the Easter season. That's a big uh, thing in the communities that we were raised in. But obviously there's some different stuff going on in other areas in addition to some really weird traditions. I know that in France and Belgium, it is said that the bells of churches fly to Rome for a few days and only return on Easter morning. So I know you talked about this a little bit in one of your traditions, but the flying bells are supposed to bring back colored eggs and chocolate rabbits, just like Santa Claus. Right? Why the hell would, I I don't understand where the freaking flying bells comes from. Like what? So this tradition supposedly started because all church bells are silent as a sign of mourning for Jesus several days before Easter. In the Netherlands and Flemish-speaking Belgium, the bells fly away on the Saturday before Easter. In French-speaking Belgium and France, the same story is told except that here the bells fly away the Thursday before Easter. Either way, it sounds a little bit creepy that Santa Claus was replaced by massive bells that bring chocolate rabbits and colored eggs. Giant bells. really strange. Giant bells come flying through the air and bring back some hella cool shit. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's not creepy if it brings chocolate. Yeah, chocolate and candy. Um, I mean, we have another tradition in Germany of an Easter tree. And this actually looks kind of cool. This tradition was started by a single family more than 40 years ago. The Kraft family from Germany started placing plastic eggs in a tree outside their house in 1965. The tradition has grown over the years from only a handful of plastic eggs to beautifully painted eggshells. The family even has an official site online. And while it looks odd, the tradition is enjoyed by the whole town as sort of like a Christmas tree. So it's like actually kind of cool. I'll post pictures on the Instagram feed um, so folks can see what the little Easter tree looks like. It's kind of cool. Um, I've seen the weird-looking butter Easter lamb. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> it is kind of strange. You should post that, too. Good times. Um, another weird tradition is called Burning Judas. Um, in some Orthodox and Catholic communities, including Greece, Spain, Portugal, and Mexico, it's customary to burn an effigy of Judas on or close to Easter. The effigy is sometimes hung by the neck after a fake trial a few days before Easter and then actually burned on Easter. Other traditions include making effigies of current politicians that are unpopular or filling the Judas with fireworks so he blows up. Whoa. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> the tradition was once practiced all over Europe, but has declined in popularity, probably because it sounds fucking crazy. Um, recently, <laughs> there have been some debates over the political correctness of the whole practice of some people um, considering this kind of anti-Semitic. Um, this is because in Latin America, it's called in Latin America, the tradition is called the burning of the Jew, not the burning of Judas. However, the Orthodox Church defended the practice and no action to ban it has ever been taken. Yeah, that sounds a little bit on the cray-cray side. Um, In Philippines, they have a tradition called self-crucifixion, where devout Catholics practice this on Easter. They effectively replicate Jesus' suffering. The idea behind the morbid ritual is to help wash the sins of the world and purify oneself 
The Roman Catholic Church is trying to discourage this practice, but they have really not been all that successful. But it is believed that crucifixion is just one manifestation of old Filipino religions, which sometimes require autoflagellation. Other theories, excuse me, other theories suggest that this practice started because of a misinterpretation of Paul in Romans 8.13, where he says, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if, if through the spirit you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Many people read mortify the deeds of the flesh as an encouragement to inflict pain on one's own body in order to purify the soul. So these folks are actually carrying a straight up wooden cross. They've got the crown of thorns. They're like legit carrying this huge wooden cross through the streets and sort of replicating the crucifixion, which sounds freaking terrifying. Oh, that's like horrible. Um. Another interesting tradition is Maundy Thursday. This tradition refers to the eve of Jesus' crucifixion and is celebrated all over the Christian world in many different ways. In Germany, for example, during this day, people usually eat spinach and other green foods as well as almonds. This is done in remembrance of the Last Supper because (laughs) Jesus ate spinach and almonds? Like, I don't understand that. (laughs) Wow. Where did that come from? Um, in, In Germany. They eat spinach and other green foods, as well as almonds. In England, Maudie Thursday used to be a day where the monarchs showed their humility and washed the feet of the poor. This tradition went back to the symbolic washing of Jesus' feet, although only a select few poor got the honor of having their feet washed. However, the tradition changed in 1689 when the Catholic monarch was replaced with a Protestant. Nowadays, the queen gives out money to people, usually the same amount as her age. So yeah, that probably wasn't going to last too long because I can't see Queen Elizabeth or anybody else in that generation washing poor people's feet. Feet are gross, right? Feet are gross. And then if you got somebody who's got some filthy ass feet. Poor people generally don't have the the nicest feet. Just saying. I mean, I I know that may be an unpopular viewpoint and we probably just alienated all the poor people that are listening to the podcast, but (laughs) not so much. Um, well, feet are just gross in general. So yeah, ew. pretty much. Uh, what else do we got? Let's see here. We got some other fun stuff. <sighs> we have twenty-five funny, curious, and interesting facts about Easter you may not know, and this is on list twenty-five dot com. The UK's first chocolate egg was produced in eighteen seventy-three by Fries of Bristol. So chocolate eggs weren't a thing until the late 1800s when they started making those suckers. Do you like chocolate eggs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're big on the chocolate eggs? Don't you like chocolate eggs? I'm not, I'm not really a huge chocolate fan. I don't crave chocolate, and I don't go out of my way to eat it. I crave more, like, fruity things. I think we talked about this a little bit in the past. I'll eat me some chocolate cake, but the chocolate eggs and pure chocolate stuff for the Easter and whatnot, I don't, nah. It's like a hard pass for me. I'm not sure how we're related then. Right? Um, (laughs) In 2007, this is number 24 on this list. In 2007, an egg covered in diamonds sold for almost 9 million pounds. The egg was special because every hour a cockerel made of jewels pops up from the top of the egg, flaps its wings four times, nods its head three times, and makes a crowing noise. That's an expensive freaking egg. Why? I don't understand what the point is. I do not. Um, It it seems so ridiculously useless. It's just excessive and completely useless. 
Uh, number 23 on this list, the tallest chocolate Easter egg was made in Italy in 2011 at 10.39 meters in height and 72,000 kilograms in weight. It was taller than a giraffe and heavier than an elephant. Wow. Again, why? <laughs> what was the point of this well, massive yeah, egg? Well, can any pe- <laughs> It's like four times taller yeah. than a person. Who's going to eat that? I don't even know. It sounds freaking cray cray again it sounds excessive and and has no purpose really don't know uh number 22 on this list the easter bunny tradition made its way to the u.s in the 18th century it is believed to have originated in europe where it was actually the easter hair other easter traditions include wearing easter bonnets making easter baskets and having easter egg hunts that's pretty much straight up legit that's what we did Nothing crazy there, nothing funny or curious in that one. Number 21, (laughs) Easter is celebrated at different times by Eastern and Western Christians. That is because the dates for Easter and Eastern Christianity are based on the Julian calendar. So, interesting. Number 20, Good Friday is an official holiday in 12 U.S. states. Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Jersey, South Carolina, North Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico. So it's a national holiday. People get that off. I know that a a good portion of the workforce does not come to work on Good Friday and many large corporations as well. Really? I have never taken Good Friday off, but I would like to take it off. (laughs) I'd like an extra holiday. I've never had that day off. But I've always worked in a hospital, so. Number 19, the white lily, the symbol of resurrection, is a special Easter flower. And it is typically considered the Easter flower. Not really sure why that is. I hate the way lilies smell. They just make me want to throw up. Really? Yeah. Um, Number 18, jelly beans. They're kind of an Easter candy. uh, Long-standing Easter tradition for many people in the Easter baskets of their kids. But jelly beans were first made in America by Boston candy maker William Schraft, who ran advertisements urging people to send jelly beans to soldiers fighting in the Civil War. So I've got a little mini egg, candy eggs. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Num- number 17, the traditional act of painting eggs is called Pysanka. Pysanka? Yep. Uh, number 16, the date of Passover is variable as it is dependent on the phases of the moon and thus Easter is a movable feast. Yeah. Oh. I, I was curious about that because it's not like East, you know, like Christmas is December 25th. Easter right. changes. It changes every year. Mm-hmm. Some Sometimes it's in March. Sometimes it's in April. Yeah. Super interesting. I did not know the reason behind that, but now we do. Phases of the moon make a difference in when Easter is. Huh. Um, Is related to Passover? Absolutely. Uh, Number 15 on this list, the name Easter owes its origin from Eastre, the Anglo-Saxon goddess who symbolizes hair and egg. Hair is an H-A-R-E. So that's the background from that name. It's Anglo-Saxon goddess. Yeah, I think I read about that. (laughs) I'll have to post a picture of this because it shows this woman like flying through the air with a sepulcher and she's got like babies and like bunnies like floating around her in the clouds. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what in the actual fuck? Um, Number 14, the exchange of Easter of excuse me, the exchange of eggs for Easter dates back to springtime customs that 
are older than Easter itself, in which eggs were given as a symbol of rebirth in many cultures. So eggs, it's tradition, rebirth, it's a thing. Look it up. 13, in the old days, pretzels were associated with Easter because the twists of the pretzel were thought to resemble arms crossed in prayer. I believe we covered this in another one of our podcasts for this, where we talked about food. But mm-hmm. yes, pretzels, I do remember that. arms crossed in prayer, it's a thing. Number 12. In medieval times, a festival of egg throwing was held in church. The priest would throw a hard-boiled yes. egg to one of the choir boys and then toss from one choir boy to the other as the tradition. <laughs> when the clock struck 12, whoever had the egg was the winner and got to keep the egg. What if it dropped and broke? It's hard-boiled. Well, yeah, but if it dropped, it cracked on the ground. I'm sure it probably did, and it was probably disgusting. Um, number 11, Americans buy more than 700 million marshmallow peeps during the holiday season for Easter. This makes peeps the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. Can you believe that? Uh, peeps. That's unbelievable. Some people evidently like those little suckers, those sugary little suckers. Well, I guess people really do like them. I personally am not a big fan. I think we made that clear earlier. Um, Number 10, the White House hosts an Easter egg roll on the front lawn each year. This tradition was started by President Rutherford B. Hayes in 1878. Egg roll. I don't really know what the purpose is behind that. It seems kind of stupid. Maybe that's just me. And what's what's the egg egg roll? Easter egg roll on the front lawn. So it's like these kids have a little wand thingy and they're just like freaking push the egg to the end of this long lane of grass. And it just seems really stupid. That sounds. Evidently uh, the little kiddos like love that shit. And like, it's a big tradition and fun stuff. Um, to help Americans in need egg farmers across the country are donating more than 11 million eggs to food banks across the nation. Okay, super. So every Easter, food banks donate a lot of eggs to help with the poor people who can't afford to get their own Easter eggs. Number eight, half the states in the United States have banned the practice of dying chicks for Easter. However, Florida recently overturned the 45-year-old law preventing the dying of animals. Why the fuck would you want to die a chick? It just seems whack and dumb. Those poor little animals, like... Are you serious right now? They live a miserable fucking life and you really want to dye them too? Make them different colors and like put them through all that like agony? Well, there's a big thing where people are like dyeing their dogs, like their poodles, pink. And they're like, oh, it's safe. No, those fucking chicks don't want to be green. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Number seven, Americans consume over 16 million jelly beans on Easter, enough to circle the globe three times over. It's a lot of jelly beans. That is a whole shitload of jelly beans. So which part of the chocolate bunny do you eat first? The ears. 76% of people that eat those damn chocolate bunnies eat the ears first. So you're in the majority. I don't eat chocolate bunnies. Blech. Gross. Uh, You're you're fucking lame then. (laughs) 
Number five, <laughs> 90 million chocolate bunnies, 91.4 billion eggs, and 700 million peeps are produced each year in the U.S. That's a lot of freaking candy. Holy shit. We really like our sugar, don't we? We sure do. Number four, after Halloween, Easter is the biggest candy-consuming holiday. 120 million pounds of candy are purchased every year for Easter. Wow. On that same note, households usually spend about $131 on average at Easter each year. That's $14.7 billion in total in the U.S. That's a lot. Uh, number two, Christians consider Easter eggs to symbolize joy and celebration, new life and resurrection. So if you're wondering what the Easter eggs were about, there you go. Joy, celebration, new life and resurrection. That's what those stand for. And the top, da -da 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 -da, drum roll please, tradition, funny and curious and interesting Easter facts. Number one, Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Christ three days after his death. It is the oldest Christian holiday and the most important day of the church year. It, I believe, is also the highest attendance day for church, for churchgoers. This is true. This is true cause I don't know about you, if you ever go to church on uh, Easter Sunday, there is a crap ton of people there. Trying to do God knows what when they haven't been to church all year long. I'm just trying to make up for all the rum I drank the night before, so it's all good. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, anyway. a little bit of history about Easter. Historians believe that eggs are part of the Easter holiday because of the event's ties to ancient pagan celebrations. So, contrary to what we may think of it as being a Christian holiday, it's actually um, considered to be a pagan holiday by historians. In that particular uh, capacity, eggs were symbol uh, symbol of fertility, birth, and the coming of spring. So the Easter Bunny yeah, was also a symbol of older traditions tied to fertility and spring. And he was originally a she. Rabbits are famously fertile, and baby bunnies are a sign of new life after a long winter. More specifically, the pagan god of fertility, Oestre, was symbolized by the rabbit. Having so, Easter lamb is also tied to Jewish roots of Eastern Passover as the animal was often offered as a sacrifice way back when. Interesting. Huh. So according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest Easter egg was 30 feet, 34 feet in height and weighed nearly 16,000 pounds. So I think that was that one that we were discussing earlier, that chocolate egg. The largest big egg. The largest chocolate bunny weighed 6,635 pounds and was 12 feet tall. A four-person team in South Africa sculpted that bad boy over three days. The largest oh, Easter egg hunt on record was held in 2007 in Cypress Gardens Adventure Park in Florida and involved over, a mil over half a million eggs. So... Here are some interesting little weird Easter traditions and facts. So in Australia, they are considered the largest consumer of Easter eggs in the world. But the Easter bunny is known to have a bad history of destroying vegetation crop and crops. 
So the eggs are strangely provided by the Easter bilby, which is an endangered species of Australia. So (laughs) bunnies, no. Bilbies, yes, in Australia. Bilbies, not bunnies. Well, I mean, that makes sense because bunnies can be little shits. Just saying. You see them everywhere here. They are just so prevalent because they don't have as many natural predators here. So literally you'll go out in your front yard every morning and there'll be like 10 bunnies out there just chilling. We get a lot of bunnies too. We have, we're overrun with bunnies. but And then I will find – because we have a cat and he will um, kill the bunnies – and I will find oh, nice. it's like a bunny. It's a like a bunny graveyard in my front yard. I'll come out and there'll be like little paws and little bunny ears. So all over the yard. It's, it's Yvonne's it's labs cemetery. used to do the same thing. They used to catch bunnies in the, especially like the her rescue dogs. They would catch them and then they would bring them up to the front porch. And then the first time it happened, I remember just opening the door. And stepping out onto the front porch to go get the mail, and there was like a dead rabbit there, but it was so cold that the rabbit had frozen. And I thought it was like a stuffed animal, but it was a oh, dead no. rabbit. It was so nasty. Did you pick it up? No, I kicked it. Okay. And it was like hard. And I was like, what in the hell? And I was like, oh, I'm not touching that. <laughs> uh, no dead bunnies. So, but it disappeared. So I don't know if like another wild animal came and grabbed it, but that was some crazy ish. There, there was one time my cat um, brought and left a bird on the doorstep, but I didn't see it because it was dark out. So when I went out on the back porch, I slipped on it. Ew. Yeah, that was pretty gross. So palm leaves are a big tradition um, as part of Easter and Ethiopia does it big time. They have an Ethiopian Easter festival, also known as Fasika. It's a special holiday celebrated by a noble feast featuring a large loaf of sourdough bread called Dabo. Generosity Ew. plays a fundamental role of the Easter holiday in Ethiopia. Visitors are greeted with a slice of Dabo, the bread, meaning it's honoring the crucifixion of Christ. So additionally, these folks wear clothing in white to exemplify the purity and display headbands created from palm leaves symbolizing the actual palm leaves during Jesus's passage before crucifixion. So they really get into that shit in Ethiopia. They're like legit into it. So in Greece, the Greeks dye their Easter eggs all one color red as a symbol for Jesus's blood. Then they use those eggs to make Easter bread. Hmm. They make, okay. There's a picture of it here. So they make like a loaf of bread and they put the red egg in the middle of the loaf. And it's like Easter bread. So in Hungary, a bucket of water is poured on people during the Easter holiday. And they dress up in their traditional clothing. Looks super fun. Men pour water on women as part of the Easter holiday tradition in Hungary. That does not look fun. So they're like dancing around in these really traditional dresses and little outfits, and men are just like dousing them with buckets of water. Good times. Oh god, here we go. That's just like a wet t-shirt t-shirt con- it's contest. Yeah, but they're not showing any skin. It's like the really traditional dressing outfits, the dresses with like it's almost like a little German outfit, but it's like it's not nasty. But like I personally would not enjoy being doused by water. Um, in Switzerland, they decorate wells. 
They have an old Easter tradition of decorating wells in order to celebrate the gift of water, which equals life. They decorate the wells with beautifully painted eggs and spring flowers. So it is said that the Easter money originated, originated in Germany almost 500 years ago in the early 16th century, bringing Easter eggs as its origins in Alsace and Upper Rhineland, both them and the whole, both of these in the Holy Roman Empire and southwestern Germany. In the 18th century, the German Easter Bunny left for a world tour and stopped in the U.S. in Pennsylvania Dutch country. So the Easter Bunny is like a thing that, as a child, very similar to Santa Claus, you realize how old you are when you discovered that the Easter Bunny wasn't real. So did you did you ever think the Easter Bunny was real? Uh, maybe when I was like little. And do you remember a distinct point when you realized it wasn't real? Oh, I was pretty young. Probably seven or eight or something. Good times. <laughs> what about what about you? I don't think I ever thought the Easter Bunny was real. That's not really a thing for me. You were never a little kid, huh? No. I was just like, I went straight from being a baby to a fucking full-grown adult. That sounds legit. I mean, knowing you. <laughs> right? That sounds right. That sounds about right. Um, well, folks, we want to wish everyone out there a happy Easter in whatever way they choose to celebrate this holiday, um, whether it be in a more traditional sense or a non-traditional sense. Easter is always best served and celebrated with family and friends. Um, here's hoping that all of you have some good wine and like some freaking scalloped potatoes and all the candy you can eat. Ooh, taters for real. Uh, yeah. But. Other than that, this is the point in the podcast where we start to wind down and say goodbye for now. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please shoot us an email. Uh, we're at thebfdpodcast at gmail.com. We will put that into the show notes. Please send any emails that you have to that address. Um, we also have social media in full effect. We have our um, Instagram account is the BFD podcast at the BFD podcast. Our Twitter is the same handle at the BFD podcast. We love when you guys come check it out. We usually post lots of pictures on there of the stuff that we talk about during the week in the episode. Please join us again next week when we talk more about weird, wacky, and wild stuff. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always live your best life. Bye. 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 Happy Easter. Bye.